Good morning. We're speaking to Teacher Yan, who is the principal and director at Summer Academy Kindergarten. Good morning, Teacher Yan. Thank you so much for good, speaking to us. Good morning, Bell. Good morning, Gide. Morning. Morning. Now, um, schools, well, kindergartens <coughs> and preschools are reopening July 1st. Um, how, how, how is it that the school is reassuring parents that it is now safe to send their young children back to school? Well, I think the MOE has uh, done a good job, you know, setting the SOP. And what we have done with it, actually, we have made it into a video SOP. So it's very visual for the kids and the parents. So the kids are enticed actually to go back to school. And furthermore, we actually, you know, uh, put an SOP together based on the MOE's uh, SOP to make it into pictures. Mm -hmm. So it's very clear, you know, what steps to do and what steps to follow. Did you get all your teachers to go through a COVID test? Yes, yes, it's actually necessary. Actually, we are waiting for that. But the kakas have been uh, to the COVID test to make sure, you know, the food preparation and so forth and so on will be done safely. Okay. So everybody, even the teachers and, and the kakaks have also yeah. done the COVID test? We were waiting for the, for the teachers to actually go in, actually. We actually registered already, so we're waiting for the, for the, for the go call, actually. Ah, okay. So you have to register first? I thought you just so we just go to any send clinic. Send him over there. So we have registered, you know, for, uh, for school. So we're waiting actually for the directive from uh, the MOE, you know, when we can actually go for testing. Oh, okay. So the MOE will have to tell you when and where to yeah. go for testing. Yeah. Initially, it was, uh, you know, compulsory. And now they say like, perhaps yes, perhaps no. So we're waiting for the directives actually. But oh. what about you? What do you feel? Do you feel it's safer and better that everyone gets a test? Uh, I think so, actually. You know, just to be on the safe side. Yeah. Now tell us about the SOPs in place at your school to ensure yeah. the kids' safety. So we put uh, markers, you know, one meter distance markers. So when uh, the, the, the parents and the kids are coming in, you measure the temperature of the, of the child. So no adults are actually allowed to enter the school. Okay. Now once they're in, we disinfect the kids' clothes, you know, and then they wash their hands. After washing their hands, take off the shoes, you know, disinfect their feet before entering the school. So we have actually placed uh, extra uh, sinks outside the school so they can wash their hands. So we've installed actually extra sinks as well in the classroom. So there's minimum movements, you know, around the school so they can wash their hands inside the school oh. as well in the classroom. How do you disinfect their clothes and their feet? Like, is it a safe disinfectant that you're using? Yeah. So it's something that, you know, one of our parents and in, uh, in one of our branches actually uh, recommended is child safe. It's actually a mist. Okay. So it's not in the SOP, but we find it's, it's, it's you know, it's, it's important for, you know, to, to, to put that in our SOP. Also, this was like one of those where they walk through and then the mist covers them and then they, they, they get disinfected. We, we are not that sophisticated. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a little spray, right? right? right. Like, okay. yeah. it's, it's also a spray. Yeah. It's yeah. a hand spray, actually. But the temperature gauges, I mean, the, the what do you call it? The thermometer? Yeah. It has to be, you know, a non-contact thermometer. So we, uh, you know, we, we've looked for the best and uh, we, we found the best and, and very durable and very, you know, uh, very sturdy, actually. How about within the classroom? How do yeah. you maintain social distancing, especially since they're such young kids? Some yeah. of them won't listen to you, right? You ask them to stay in the box, they probably won't stay in the box for too long. Yeah, yeah. So that's why we have to create games around it as well, uh, Bell. So it's, uh, you know, it's, we're dealing with young kids. So everything what you do, you have to make it really fun. You see, uh, 
Yeah, bear in mind that kids are going back to school and not going back to prison. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's so, true. You know, uh, yes, a lot of safety measures have, have been put in place, but we also have to think of the well-being of the kids. Mm. They're going back to school, you know, they're going to see the friends, they're going to see the teachers. Yes, there are rules as well, like normal rules that we have in our school. So we have to just reinforce in a fun way for the kids, you know, and also tell the story about, you know, what are the implications of, you know, these this rules? What, what's, what's the importance of actually keeping distance? Mm-mm. One meter distance. Why one meter? Why not two meters? Why not 10 meters? Actually, why so not once, two meters and 10 meters? I mean, like, because number one, it's a, it's a lack of space, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. So like, you know, in one of our schools, you have, uh, you know, inbuilt cupboards. We actually took it away so to create more space within the classroom. Mm. You know, we even put uh, UV lights. So once the, the, the kids are going home uh, and, and, and the teachers are home, you know, we put on the UV light to disinfect actually the classroom. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. Because that, that's and like then, going above and beyond, actually. Yeah, just to be on the safe side, you know. And we actually bought air purifiers for all the classrooms, you know, to just have an extra safety me- measure, uh, you know. So you cannot be safe enough. So we put a lot of thoughts to it, you know, and, and we put all these, uh, you know, uh, steps into place to make sure it's safe for the kids and it's safe for the teachers. Mm. Speaking of teachers, do they yeah. has the method of teaching changed post-MCO? I know teachers uh, were giving online classes as well, right, during the MCO period. So uh, we had a meeting about it, and we actually uh, later on I'm going to the schools as well, you know, to have a meeting. The classes should be as fun as possible. Well, that part should never change. Mm. You know, you should always engage with the kids. You know, make the kids feel at home. Like in the Netherlands, how they actually receive the kids when they once the school reopened, it, it feels like a party. And it should be a party. It should not be something that's uh, depressing, not something that's you know that they're not looking forward to go. Mm. Tell us so about, we, I know you are half Dutch, so tell us yeah. about um, uh, the Netherlands. The kindergartens there have been open for a while? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, there's no social distancing there amongst the kids. Oh, okay. So only between teachers and, and the kids. There's still uh, some, you know, safety uh, distance. But amongst the kids, you know, the first two weeks, they look at it, uh, how, how does it go? But there's, there's no contamination amongst the kids. So zero cases amongst the kids. So... Mm. The kids are okay to actually uh, socialize together. But how do teachers teach? I mean, like, I remember going to kindergarten and the teachers would, would uh, encourage you and then they would pat you on the back and everything. Now you're, you're not even supposed to touch you anymore, though. <laughs> so there's no touching at all by the teachers. Yeah. And teachers have to wear a mask in class? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how will that change the way a teacher teaches? And the kids learn as yeah. well. Yeah. So we have, we've done mock classes actually amongst the teachers, how to teach with a mask, how to teach with a face shield. So, so far the mask is actually a better option. Okay. So we, uh, we do, we've done mock classes, like how, how does it go in the class? So the teachers were the students, mm-hmm. you know, and we took, t- we took turns actually to, to, to teach, okay. to, to teach how it goes. So there's a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of uh, logistics involved nowadays, you know, once the school reopened, you know, which class will go out first? Which class will go in first? Mm-hmm. Now, how is actually the the, the, the the routine, you know, of going in and of going out of the school? So we have to take that into consideration as well. Yeah, but let's think about it. Kindergartners, six years old and below, they're very, very young kids. How do you 
tell them or make them understand about the importance of following these safety measures. You know, for them, it's like, it's yeah, you can play a game with them, then they'll forget about it, and then they they won't follow the rules anymore. So that's why, uh, Bell, the the words that you're using are very important. Hmm. You know, like in our school, we don't say "don't run." We use, uh, you know, we say "walking feet." Because if you say "don't run," mm. what do you think the kids will hear? Run, run. run. So they start running. <laughs> okay. So here, you you know, you, you have to tell the whole story. You know, you have to be very clear and 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 honest to the kids. And I mean, uh, sometimes sometimes we underestimate the kids' uh, ability, but kids understand a lot of things. Mm. You know, like like my younger son, he's four. You know, he used to touch everything. And then actually we, we told him a story and now actually he's touching things with his elbow okay. because he knows the importance of, you know, of staying safe, not for yourself only, but also for others. Yeah. But in your son's case, did you tell him like, oh, let's play a game. Everything must be done with the elbow. Or did you tell yeah. him like, oh, it's dangerous to use your hands because you're, you might, how, how, was it a, a game or did you tell him about the, the dangers of it? Uh, not the dangers, the implications actually. No, if you say the dangers is like a doom scenario, isn't it? Right. If you do this, then this will happen. If you do this, <laughs> then this will happen. You know, right. yeah. it's quite scary for kids. Mm. So you know, we, we we put into a game. We actually tell a story. You know, and, and we do a dance. You see, there are a lot of things you can do to 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 let the kids understand what are the implications of certain actions. Okay. Now, as a parent yourself, are yeah. you um, worried? Like, let's say schools are reopening tomorrow. Will you just send your kids tomorrow? Are you Absolutely. worried at all? No, I'm not worried, Bill. I mean, the kids have been cooped up in, at home for how many months, you know? Yeah. And it's not good for their, you know, mental well-being, honestly speaking. Mm. They need to be, you know, to go back to their friends. They need to socialize. Yes, they've learned a lot, you know, through Google, uh, you know, uh, Classroom or Zoom uh, classes. But they need the interaction with, with their friends. How can uh, how can parents how can we as parents help our children to go back to school and follow these SOPs? You know, like you said, you taught your son to press everything with the elbow. How can I teach my four year old to press things with his elbow? Because <laughs> right now he only knows there's coronavirus <coughs> out there, and I cannot go out of the house. That's all he knows. Yeah. But also tell the whole story, Bell. You know, that's what we have been telling our how sons honest, as well. Yeah, how honest can we be with the young kids? Death! Or, maybe, you know, <laughs> is that too much? And not to that extreme, actually. <laughs> right, right, you, know, okay. you know, tell the story about, you know, uh, this is what's going on with, you know, with, with the COVID. It started in China and then it moved, you know. So how can we stop this? Mm. So we can actually contribute to stopping this whole, whole COVID thing. Mm. You know, so, so they, they have to realize they're contributing as well. But they're four so years old and stuff. <laughs> do they? Will they understand that concept? Well, my son is four years old, today, uh, so so he understands quite well, actually. You know, even putting on the mask in the beginning was a bit challenging, honestly mm. speaking. Mm. But once we told him, you know, the implications why we have to wear a mask, then he understood, and now he's waiting for me to take his mask off. Well, so he doesn't take it off himself, yeah. No, no, he he waits. He said, like, okay, Papa, can I take it off? I said, of course. You know, then, then I will take it off for him. That's good. So it's, it's, it's a matter of, uh, you know, creating a certain routine. Not by, you know, uh, creating scaring scary them. stories, but yeah. tell the honest truth. No, no, not scaring them. You know, that's, 
there's something uh, I, we never believe in actually in, in our school uh, as well we, we we want to actually create positive uh, environments well you know we, we want to you know encourage the kids empower the kids mm. instead of saying don't do this don't do this we will say okay what is better option to do shall we do this or mm. shall we do this okay okay i get so give All them right. the option yes then you empower them they have actually you know a part of their choice you know they're making choices by themselves they're part of the whole process actually instead of just imposing certain rules and just follow the rules that that that's that, that will never work mm. do the kids have to wear masks in school as well inside within the school compound uh you know according to sop you know uh parents uh, are encouraged for the kids to wear a mask parents should encourage the kids to wear a mask that's in the sop so but we actually will tell the kids please wear a mask for your own safety okay yeah. now um, for parents who are still a bit skeptical and a bit worried about sending their young kids back to school do you give them an option of not going to school but still being able to learn from home yeah yeah so we have actually uh, what we have done actually well we have uh, you know the, the the real classes face-to-face classes we also have the option to have you know the zoom classes and the google classroom classes still okay and on top of that actually we you know if if a lot of kids are coming in we have six days school uh six school days actually oh so but we divide actually the group into two to keep the numbers low so even then, you know, the, the, the teachers have to work on Saturdays as well. How many students to one class? As minimum as possible. So whatever fits actually in a class according to the one meter distance. So it can be six kids, can be seven kids, can be eight kids. Oh, and all it depends it? on the dimensions of how much space you have anyway yes. in the classroom. Yes. So the yes. teachers will have to work at school and for online class as well? Or are you splitting the shifts up? Uh, they're doing both actually, though. Oh. So uh, you know, there's, there's 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 more workload for the for the for the teachers as well. So we have to appreciate and uh, respect them for that as well. I was wondering about that actually because uh, we've been talking about online learning mm-hmm. and going back to school and whatnot, and how sometimes online learning it's not exactly like going to school and you're learning. Are they learning less online compared to when they're actually back in in class? It's, it's a different type of learning actually. You know, and what is lacking in online learning is is the peer learning part. You know, you can have Zoom meetings like Zoom classes, but the peer learning is so important, and that's and that's missing actually in the on learning, uh, yeah, on learning classes actually from friends. Yeah, and if you sit in on my three year old, three and a half year olds uh, online class, he cannot sit still. Right, he'll be running around, rolling on the floor, going and get his toys and all that. It's very hard to get him to concentrate on the screen uh, on what the teacher is teaching. That's why, about like in our school, we actually make instructional videos, we make games, we make quizzes. You see, to get the kids to be involved in in the, in, in the classes actually, Mm-mm. and actually to to create online classes, you know, in our school, it takes a couple of days to actually create that instructional videos. It actually is is more work. It's not like, you know, I'm teaching, you know, I have some papers and I'm teaching. No, we have to make it very visual, very auditory, you know. So we, we, we make a lot of fun movies for the kids, ourselves, actually. We make quizzes, you know, we, we make very engaging for the kids. This, I, I guess this whole entire MCO period has also pushed you and your teachers out of your comfort zones 
and pick. I guess the teachers picked up new skills as well, right? Absolutely, absolutely. So that's why we have uh, you know uh, regular meetings, you know, Zoom meetings with the, with the teachers, where we share actually best practice. Mm. Now, what what works actually in in the Zoom class uh, Zoom classes? What works in the Google Classroom? How can we make you know the the the, the instructions very clear for the kids? You know, uh, it's not just sending worksheets. You know, that's that's not what I mean. You know, with with e-learning, and and how do you make it very engaging for the kids so they actually want to do the work? Yeah, but now that you have this e-learning capacity, are you going to continue it post MCO even when schools reopen and like peop- uh, all the kids are back at school? Do you plan to continue uh, it? To a certain extent, yes, Bell. But not to you know as as elaborate as 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 what we've done so far, Mm-mm. because you know we want to encourage the kids to go back to school, you know to have the one to one, you know interaction with with the other kids, uh, with the teachers, you know, there's something that's that goes beyond actually uh, e-learning. Actually, that's true. Even for us, we were craving. Uh, just adult interaction <laughs> for me, anyways, because <laughs> we were working from home for the past three months as well, and yeah. I mean it's something new. We never knew that we can record radio shows from home, you know. But um, it's a learning curve. <coughs> but at yeah. the same time, we crave the the actual interaction yeah. between the two of us. But I also agree with you on on keeping kids interested because we forget sometimes we forget that kids. Are like us as well because I went on a, some webinar and it was I tried <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't stay focused because it was so boring it was just words the guy was just constantly talking there were no other pictures no activity so I I think I understand where the kids come from because I'm like a kid as well right <laughs> absolutely isn't it so that's why you know it's a uh, it's it's good that we have uh, the tools now to have uh, to do e learning. Mm. But nothing beats actually face-to-face learning. Mm. Correct. So is that why? Is that why uh, Summer Academy School Management decided that it was time to open as soon as you were allowed to? Yeah, because uh, the thing is, well, we we've been preparing a lot of things. You know, we've been thinking about how to create a safe environment for the teachers and for the kids. So we we've been working on it for a long time already. So the moment they say like, okay, we can open, we were ready actually. Mm-hmm. So you know, the, we were not caught. We, we were not caught by surprise, basically. Yeah. So we look into you know what's happening in Holland. We also look what's happening in Hong Kong. We also look what's happening in Australia and learn from you know from those schools as well. Mm-hmm. What are they putting in place there that makes you know the the, the environment safe? Now, uh, Jan, what's your advice to parents who are about to send their kids back to kindy? Uh, stay positive, use positive wordings, and work with the school. You know, I mean, it's a fight against COVID-19. So parents and schools should not quarrel. Let's say about school fees. You know, <laughs> the schools have done their best to 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 make it safe for the kids to come back. Now, don't haggle about school fees. You know, uh, work together to fight the COVID. That's 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 my message. Uh, another question: What can parents do to sort of prepare the kids to go back to school now? Now that they've been at home for so long, mentally prepare yeah. them. Right. Well, you're going to meet your friends, you know, and 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 work through the SOP. You know, practice at home. You know, if if parents are practicing at home, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it helps the schools a lot. 
it helps the schools a lot. You know, one meter distance, you can make it into a game. Okay. Instead of saying like, oh, you have to keep one meter distance, otherwise, you know, doom scenario. Or you can say, hey, let's keep a one meter distance and let's see what's, what will happen then. So if you come too close, the alarm bell will go off. If you stay at the same distance, you know, it's a green light. For example, you know, mm -hmm. you can make it into a game. Okay. Oh, so and I'm going to put duct tape on the floor now, thermometer, <laughs> sanitizer. <Yeah. laughs> Actually, you also, in a way, you're teaching kids how to do math and measurements because now they actually know what one meter is as well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. You know, so that's why we're also encouraging the kids, uh, you know, to, to wash hands, you know. And even in our schools, we have lotions for the kids. I mean, the last few months, we've been washing hands so much. Yes. You know, I, I don't know about you, but I have cracks on my Yeah, on my that's skin. true. Yes, I was, yeah. <laughs> you know, even, even to that extent, we thought like how to prevent those cracks. So we put actually hand lotion in all the classrooms so the kids can actually put lotion on their hands after washing their hands. <laughs> well, I'm sure the parents listening to this interview will be assured that they can send their kids back to your school because you've thought about all these processes already. Yeah. So, yeah, thank you yeah. so much for speaking to us. Great. And uh, all the best. <laughs>